0: Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Mondays with Mike and Mary podcast. I'm Mike.
1: And I am Mary.
0: And that's why we call this Mondays with Mike and Mary. Uh Aha! My favorite 15 minutes of the week. Yeah? I love this time. I really do. Reflecting back on all those terrific coaching calls we just had, picking out the highlights, sharing it with our friends. What could be better than that?
1: Yeah, and hopefully we're helping you, and you can pass it along to someone else that needs some assistance becoming more productive, more successful in real estate.
0: So we each have two things for you today. One is a particularly impressive parade of techniques that we heard, and then the answers to an Ask the Experts question. So let's start with a parade of techniques, Mayor. What was yours?
1: Well, mine was from a student who stopped paying for leads. About a year ago. Good
0: for him. I know. For her.
1: He was paying $400 a month uh, to Realtor.com, to Homes.com, to Zillow. And um, that's about double, that's about half of what it would cost now, one year later, Mm -hmm. to get the same kind of results and to do the same thing. And what he learned from Floyd Wickman. Uh, program is focus on your book of business, and he talked about how that required a shift in his thinking because you can't just think about your book of business. You actually have to have conversations with these people and ask them for leads. And here's what he said that I thought was so profound: It's a long play, right? It's not a short like I need a lead this week. It's you gotta you gotta look at it as this is the way I'm going to develop my business. And between the program, when he started focusing on his book of business and then our squared coaching, where we've maintained his focus on his book of business, he's hitting his goals. His goals are higher than they were a year ago and he's not spending that money giving it to, you know, some kind of lead-generating organization when he can do it himself. And I would like to use that to inspire you all out there to do the same thing.
0: What was it that caused him to make that shift? Was it looking at how much money it was costing?
1: No, 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 no. It was taking the Floyd Wickman program, Ah. where Floyd teaches us to focus on relationships. Perfect. I know. Have you got a parade of techniques? I
0: do. You know, I get lots of technology suggestions. Hey, I found this great program or this great thing. Well, this is a good thing. It's an app. It's called Mail. Y-O-U-M-A-I-L.
1: I've <clears> not <throat> heard of that one.
0: And it blocks robocalls forever. And it's free. I don't know about you, but robocalls are getting pretty darn annoying.
1: Yeah, and a lot of <clears> them, <throat> them are coming from your own area code. So, you know, you're more likely to pick it up.
0: Yeah, this is, an, this is an outfit that has dedicated itself to identifying robocall numbers, and they have the largest directory in the world. So all you do is put it on your phone, and it automatically blocks those bad numbers. Now, it's got, obviously, an upgrade, two upgrade oh, levels. Oh, sure, because
1: they want to sell you something. They do
0: all kinds of other stuff for you, but if it's just something that's free and it blocks robocalls, gimme, gimme, gimme. I like Man. it. Oh, yeah. So what's your uh, parade, your Ask the Experts? My
1: Ask the Experts today. Um, I We have a student who was on a listing appointment, $500,000 listing. So that's pretty attractive. It's about three times the average sale price in her oh, neighborhood, right? Yeah. And while she was sitting at the kitchen table, these people like her. They're going to list with her, no question about it, all of that. However, they said at the end of the appointment, we have three potential buyers. Can you help us sell the house to one of these three? I mean, I know you have to take some kind of commission, but can you help us get the, the house sold to one of these three? So here's my clarifying question. Did you leave the house without the listing? Uh-oh. And the answer was, Yes. Yes, Um, I left the house without the listing. So the first thing.
0: Whoopsie daisy.
1: Yeah, the first piece of advice I would give to anyone who encounters this, and by the way, we are going to encounter this in a good market. Sure. People have said, hey, if you ever sell, you
0: know, so. It's easy to find a buyer today.
1: Yeah, we're not being paid to find buyers today. No. We're being paid to close transactions. So don't be thinking you have to lower your fee and don't be thinking that's the hard part. And we've got to be able to communicate that to them. But here's the other thing. We have to have the mindset when we receive a hesitation that we're going to overcome it and walk out of there with the listing. So. Instead of caving, instead of, you know, telling yourself, well, I don't know how to handle that. you got to say, I'm sitting here until I figure it out.
0: (laughs) Settle in. That's what Floyd says. Settle in. Yeah.
1: And, you know, there's something else that Floyd says. And I just think this is a great opportunity to remind everyone. Floyd gives us this little dialogue. He says, how would you like to cause one of those three buyers to actually take action in the next 24 hours? Yeah. Would that be a good thing? Yeah. Yeah. So what you do is we go ahead and list this house tonight. We exclude all three of these buyers. So in other words, if any of the three of these buyers buy it, then we don't put the house in the MLS. You don't owe me a full commission. But we only exclude them for the next 24 hours. Right. Now, what I will do when I leave here with a signed listing contract is I will call all three of these buyers. And I will tell them that you have listed your house and that it's actually going on the market 24 hours from now. And if they are interested in buying the house, certainly I could sell it to them. But if they act in the next 24 hours, find a way to buy it, then they are excluded from the listing contract. So this is a way to cause those buyers to either act or if they're not going to act in 24 hours, then you've still got a listing and the seller still accomplishes this, the transaction.
0: Yeah, it's the time frame that's the genius in that, right? Yeah,
1: thank you, Floyd. Mm-hmm. And you haven't an asked the experts question.
0: Yeah, you know, what do we tell our students about time off? When we give them Smart Week, we say, block out your time off right after your appointments and even before. Your prospecting time.
1: Well, that's exactly right. If you do it in the right order, you put in all the things that you've already committed to. Yep. And the second thing you do is block in your time off.
0: Because if you don't choose to take time off, you don't get to take time oh, yeah, off. That's right? for sure. Yeah. And then we also tell them, schedule your vacations in advance. Right. So we have good students who, who follow our instructions. And yep, they're taking a day off or at least time off during the week. And they're taking vacations. And it just seems like, well, the few days before vacation, lots of stuff comes together.
1: Oh, and this is the reason you need to have lots of
0: vacations. Yep. And during vacation, as long as you set your technology aside and don't check phone and email and text and blah, 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 things seem to go okay. But boy, sometimes when you come back from vacations, that's when the chaos begins. (laughs) It seems like everybody who wants to have a problem waits till you get back from vacation. And, holy cow, you're trying to play catch-up. And what's happening? Everything's blowing up. When that happens, how do you keep your head on straight and especially protect your prospecting time? Because, you know, if you don't prospect when you're busy... You won't be busy. Yeah. So that was the Ask the Experts question. I'm playing catch-up from vacation... And things are just blowing up. I know I got to keep prospecting. How in the world do I take care of all of this drama and at the same time prospect? What a great question. What great answers. And the first one out of the box just knocked me for a loop. I thought, wow, this is great. And it's about perspective. And the perspective is one of being a player on a stage. And here's what she said, when things become exceptionally dramatic, you can either get on the stage and join the mayhem or direct it back from the audience. So put yourself in a seat in the audience instead of being up on the stage with all the drama going on and be the director. I just love that. You know, and never forget an ounce of prevention.
1: Beats a pound of cure.
0: Yeah. So how do you protect your prospecting time while you're doing that? Well, we know. You create a bunker.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You, you have a, a guard dog outside the bunker. Somebody who's standing there with two pit bulls and some hand grenades <laughs> and yellow crime scene tape. And you, you hand off your cell phone and you make calls on a landline so you can't be interrupted. That would be one way to do it, to protect your prospecting time. Another recommendation, of course, is that wonderful book, Fanatical Prospecting. Don't forget to read that once a year. Sure. And what did Floyd tell us at the Master Sales Academy? He created a worry list. I got all these things I'm worried about. And there was like 77 of them. And how many actually happened? It was one. One. Yeah. (laughs) So somebody else said this, and I really liked it. Nothing calms me down more than writing things down. Getting to see it on paper. You know, it just gives you that right perspective. And that's really what all the advice was about, is creating that new mindset, a different mindset, a different perspective. Somebody else said, start every day with gratitude. If you're grateful for your problems, because you know, if you want to do more deals, you're going to have more problems. And if you don't want more problems, you're not going to do more deals. That's a really good point. It's your problem solving capacity. That determines your income level. Another one said, learn to delegate handling some of these problems. Why? Well, because you're not 100% responsible for fixing everything. There's a whole bunch of other people involved in every transaction that have just as big a stake as you do in getting it to closing. If every problem that comes down the pike, every little hiccup, every worn red flag is 100% up to you to fix and solve, Nobody can be that good. Nobody's that terrific and persistent and creative.
1: Oh, unless you only have one transaction.
0: Yeah, well, then you should take care of it.
1: Well, but then you should be prospecting. If
0: you got all your eggs in one basket, keep an eye on that basket.
1: Uh
0: Yeah, but you know, you've got co-brokers and you've got attorneys and you've got other parties and lenders and inspectors and and if everybody knows, whenever there's a hiccup. Hey, who's got a solution for this? You create that teamwork. What does Floyd say about teams and production? People working together as a team for a common goal will always produce more than people working as individuals who don't have that common goal. So, don't take 100% of the responsibility for solving every problem that comes down the pike. Get that perspective on it. And that's how you control the chaos that, that always comes from coming back from vacation and playing catch-up. And one more little thing about coming back from vacation, that wonderful technique, always put a buffer day in between the day you get back from vacation and the day you get back to work. And that buffer day is, is a real help mentally, but also physically to get re-entry into the market.
1: That's beautiful. Well, enjoy your vacation, everyone.
0: See you next week.
1: All right.